Welcome to Just Another Podcast. Hey! I've been around the block a couple times before. I've seen everything, I've seen a little more. I've done everything anyone could ever do. I've had my share of towns, and I've had my ups too. I've seen all the ways to see. I've been all the ways to be. Hello and welcome to your Christmas edition, episode 22 of Just Another Podcast. I'm Matt Lieb, joined by my 10-win, yes, double-digit Browns lover, Steve Crivo, sponsored by Stimulus Checks. When the Republicans zig right and the Democrats zag left, remember Trump will always jump in from the shadows, throw the papers all up in the air, and run away hysterically. Stimulus Checks, who knows how much you'll get. Well, Steve, the Buckeyes are in the playoffs, and the Browns now have a shot at the division. When was the last time football was this exciting in Cleveland? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, It's been been a while, Matt, but this is a lot of fun, and I'm enjoying every second. Absolutely, me too. I mean, obviously, the Buckeyes are always good. We have our fourth straight Big Ten championship, which is awesome. But, man, to have the Browns be this good, too, usually it's one or the other, so... Having both is awesome. Yes, sir. I am loving it. For sure. So let's jump right in the GBUs. Get us going, Steve. Let's hear some brownies talk. All right. So I've taken a few weeks off of my love for Baker Mayfield, uh, mostly just to spread the love around here. But I'm going to be back on him. He has been great. Matt, just it doesn't seem like that long ago that we kind of questioned his future, even on this podcast. And oh, we yeah. were kind of debating on what you may do as far as extension and, and, and rightfully so, but man, he has got it together. He is clicking in this offense. He's making all the right decisions. And I love it against the giants. Uh, here's some interesting stats on play action. He was nine of 12 for 91 yards it, on Plays where he had 10-plus air yards, he was 11-13 of with 172 yards. And versus the Blitz, he threw for 130 yards, two touchdowns. And all, all of those, all of his touchdowns were in those moments as well. All off play action, all against the Blitz, and all of air yards of 10-plus yards. In fact, if you look at the last four weeks, he's leading the NFL in downfield passing, the 10-plus air yard stat. Since week 12, he's 32 of 47 for 641 yards and seven touchdowns. Again, that leads the NFL. He's also second in passer rating in that stat as well with 150.5 passer rating. Pretty incredible, especially when you talk about some of the great quarterback play that we've seen in in those weeks as well. So, that's amazing. Well done, Baker. Uh, I believe he's only thrown one pick in that time as well. So great job by him, and he, he's certainly really developing into this op- offense. For sure. That's super impressive. So, Steve, what is it about play action? That's all I keep hearing about Baker Mayfield. Play action. What is it that it's the key to success this year? Well, I, I think it's a couple things. I think, one, it, it 
you know, it's there and it gets him to do what he loves the most. It's get, it gets him on the move a little bit, but also it's the quick rhythm. I mean, we know he's a very streaky player. We've seen that even in games this year. And I, and I think it kind of gets him in that rhythm. And when he, when he gets in that rhythm, he, he's, he's almost perfect. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's pretty crazy and super impressive. I agree that I crushed him as well. So I'm pretty excited about what he's doing, how he's playing and hopefully he can keep it up. All right, so for my good, I'm going to actually talk about the Browns in a second in my bad, and you'll understand in just a minute. But for my good, I got to jump back to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we crushed them a couple weeks ago. Um, actually, they were my my ugly for that for that uh, segment a couple weeks ago, and uh, it, they were bad. It was getting ugly there. Carson Wentz looked awful. Everyone wondered why they drafted Jalen Wentz in the second round when they just signed Carson Wentz to this huge deal. But wow, does it look like Car- uh, Jalen Hurts looks like he's going to be good. He is the first Eagle with 300 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and one rushing TD since Mike Vick did in 2010. And that's just in his second game ever. So that's some exciting stats and fun company. And it could potentially be yet another quarterback in this huge fantasy QB pool next year that's going to be very interesting. So Matt, what do you do here? I mean, they- they've signed... Carson Wentz to a huge contract through the end of 2024. I mean, they just signed him. How do you approach this situation if you're the Eagles? I think you got to keep him for one more year. Jalen Hurts is so cheap, being a second rounder, just a couple million. He's like basically a, a backup quarterback salary. You have to let it play out over another year, have a full QB competition. Maybe Carson Wentz was injured or had some issues this year. Let them battle it out who's ever the best, and if there is an issue that you want to get rid of Carson Wentz next year, maybe look at trading that. You take $25, 30000000 million off his deal. Uh, and I actually, I think his deal doesn't even start till next season. So you at least take a year right. off it, though. It's a little bit more manageable, kind of like the um, uh, Nick Foles deal. Find someone to take it. Maybe you have to give a little extra. But if you can find a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's going to be that stud quarterback and your future star, hey, you take a little bite in the uh, – short term for uh, long-term success yeah next year they'll have a dead cap value of at 60 million dollars for Carson Wentz so you're probably going to be forced to keep them uh and and as you as you look at that I mean the the potential the first potential out in the contract is 2022 and even then there's still a 24 and a half million dollar potential dead cap it it uh, I mean, good for them that they may have found their quarterback here, but it's going to be a little bit of a messy situation as they they deal with Carson Wentz. For sure. It'll be interesting to watch over there in Philly. All right. So on to my bad. Uh, You know, I know we've certainly crushed me for the decision that I made early in the year to pick Alvin Kamara as, as one of my down backs for the year. We certainly know I was very, very wrong, and Alvin Kamara has had just a great year. But, you know, this is one of these interesting things as I look back at the process of kind of why I selected him uh, as one of the down players this year. So, Matt, here's an interesting stat. There is a there is a guy who has more 100-yard rushing games over the last three seasons than Alvin Kamara, and I think the name's going to shock you. Any guesses who I might be saying? More 100-yard rushing games will last three seasons. Could it be his backup Latavius Murray? Well, no, but you're going to be 
even more surprised because the answer is Doug Martin. (laughs) (laughs) And you'd say, wait, Doug Martin isn't even playing. And I'd say, that's right. So while certainly my fantasy outlook on Alvin Kamara was bad because of his ability in the past game, you know, it just shows my process was there. My process was correct. And, and But I also think it shows the gaps. I think you have to look at fantasy in a different light than you do real running backs. And, you know, hey, maybe that's a lesson learned for me coming in next year. Definitely. It'd be real interesting to see if Drew Brees doesn't come back, what's going to happen to Kamara down there in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the passing game, what what becomes of his pack his passing game? So it'll be an interesting keeper decision for John coming in next year. Definitely will. All right, so my bad. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, love when that's the bad. Oh, it's it's beautiful. The Steelers have now scored fewer than twenty points in three straight games for the first time since twenty thirteen. The Cincinnati Bengals just became the third team in Monday Night Football history to have ten plus losses and beat a team with ten plus wins. Also, more fun stats. That snap stra- uh, snaps that snaps the Steelers' ten-game win streak over Cincinnati. And just as we predicted, it was Joey Burr. Oh, right, the f- superstar Ryan Lindley. Also, what makes this such a good for us? This loss keeps the door open for the Browns to win the division. By the Steelers losing the last three games, they lose to the Colts, and we beat the Jets. It's going to make a winner-take-all Week 17 matchup for the division. In a year with this much Browns excitement, bad news for the Steelers could be great news for the Browns. Go Colts. Yeah, go Colts. Absolutely. This is going to be fun to watch these next couple weeks. Obviously, the Browns have uh, what we would have thought would be a really easy matchup against the Jets. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But Browns have got to do their work, and Week 17 could be a whole lot of fun for us. Oh, definitely. So what's your ugly? All right, so my ugly comes down to a situation that very luckily for me, it's probably the reason why I'm still here and Brandon hasn't hunted me down, but it it was an interesting fantasy situation, Matt, and I was going to ask your thoughts on it as well. So obviously we had the semifinals last week, Brandon playing for a shot to get in the championship game. Coming into Monday night, Brandon was up half a point. I believe it was 0.52 points and he had Juju Smith-Schuster left to play. So Brandon is asking me, does he bench Juju Smith-Schuster, keep that half point lead and secure the victory? Or should he keep Juju Smith-Schuster in? Now, my advice to Brandon at the time was, hey, look, I understand you make that call on a defense. It certainly happens where defenses have the ability to, you know, give up a whole lot of points and have a negative score. But it's very rare that a position player, especially someone like Juju Smith-Schuster, would ever get negative points. And I would be more concerned about the ability for a stat correction maybe a pass to a running back that was deemed a lateral later in the week and Brandon loses an entire point. I would have been more concerned about that situation than Juju getting negative points. Well, that nearly backfired on me. Brandon <laughs> nearly was very, very, very upset with me. But Matt, what do you think? Would it Was the call right or would you have benched Juju? I 100% agree with the call, especially in a league where we have PPR, 
So you're getting one point for that catch. So he's going to have to catch the ball, fumble, and be under that 10 yards. So it, if you have a catch in 10 yards, it's two points. So there it equals zero. If he's under that 10 yards or negative yards, there's a potential for negative points. As a wide receiver, maybe he gets a carry, so there's no catch, and he gets negative yards and gets a fumble and doesn't play the rest of the game. But that happens so small. And this example from Juju and Ebron, I know, had a terrible game. It, it's so rare that you have to you, – you play your players because you're worried about that stat correction. Yeah, that's that's what I felt like as well. I'm glad you agree with me, but – Man, Brandon was mad, and it it barely eked through for me because I don't think it came through until about five minutes left to go in the game. No, it didn't, but hey, let's see if he gets a little stack correction maybe tomorrow, and he might be thanking you after all. Yep, all right, sounds good. Well, uh, what about your ugly? My ugly is the L.A. Rams. It's week 15 in the NFL. I still have two different survivors left with some of my friends. I don't love making double picks, but the Rams were 17.5-point favorites over the lowly Jets. It's a lock, right, Steve? Lock. I mean, it has to be. I mean, it's the Jets. They're they're even trying to lose for or for Lawrence. Yeah, it doesn't. I can't. I, I'm just at a loss for words. This is only a third time ever that a team that's 0-13 has gotten their first win against an opponent with a winning record all time. It's the second biggest upset all time for the Jets in the Super Bowl era. They just took themselves out of the running for uh, for Sunshine, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, and all because they won. It, I, I'm still shook from it. Yeah, that would be frustrating. Uh, you know, luckily for me, I screwed up my survivor weeks ago. Ah, phew, you didn't have to have this stress and this heartbreak this week then. You're welcome to everyone that shared a survivor with me. Yeah, thanks, Steve. We all appreciate you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, so speaking of heartbreak and stress and frustration, uh, how are your predictions going, Steve? Well, much better than my actual playoff run <laughs> in this league, which was completely non-existent. But apparently I do know how to find a good team when I see it. You sure do. I was 1-3 once again. And again, you're a perfect 4-0. Nice work, Steve. Yep, perfect perfect in the playoffs so far. I told, Like I told Brandon, he had nothing to worry about. That's true. So this week, everyone better listen up, especially in the championship, because this is going to be a huge pick from Steve. So stay tuned. We got those predictions coming up and some start-sit recommendations. Welcome back. We hope everyone's excited for the fantasy championship. We also have a lot of fun matchups in order to determine the draft. So we wanted you guys to have one more segment, a start sit. Here we are with this great advice. We are bringing it to you. Listen up. Steve, you're up first. We got a big one for Jen. She's definitely not listening, but we're going to give it to her anyways. We got Sammy... Watkins. So, of course, you're going to start him, right, Steve? Versus uh, Kirk, Christian Kirk. What you got? Well, this is a funny one because obviously all my advice would say not to start Sammy Watkins. But, right. But 
as I was looking at this, maybe, maybe I would. Now, I think I would have made a whole lot of changes on Jen's roster that she simply just hasn't made because for this to be her choice is not a great spot. But Christian Kirk has been pretty down. I mean, really, uh, since about week 12, Christian Kirk's been pretty down. Uh, He had that run and he really got going with Kyler, but Hopkins is kind of back on the upswing and Christian Kirk has just really kind of been on the down. I don't think I'd trust him much. So Sammy Watkins with the matchup against Atlanta, uh, you know, he's at least gotten six, six targets, uh, three targets, six targets the last few weeks. So while it's not great, I just think Christian Kirk's not startable right now. And and given the matchup, I'm going to go Sammy Watkins, believe it or not. Wow. Breaking news. Sammy Watkins is once again a starter for Steve. Well, again, I would have made a lot of changes if I were Jen. <laughs> oh, well. All right. So as as we look to you with Allie, so I think this is, you know, her, her team's been uh, a little bit banged up, but uh, she's still got a lot to play for because, you know, that, that better draft spot here. So it's still a meaningful, impactful game. It looks like she's going to have DJ Moore back. Do you start him? And you know, I'm not necessarily going to pick who you're going to start him over at this point, but you know, uh, it looks like DJ Moore is back. Uh, he had a really good week last week. Um, you know, are, are you going back to D- DJ Moore? He's, he's facing the toughest uh, pass defense in the, Reds, well, excuse me, football team. <laughs> He's facing the Washington football team. He's got a very tough matchup. Uh, you know, you're going back to that well. Are you, are you putting him in your lineup? Yeah, Steve, I think you have to put him in your lineup. He is, uh, cr- he's having a great year. He says four straight games of at least 61 yards and already eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark on the season. So just having a really good season. Strong over our n- number 64 overall player in all of fantasy. I know Washington football team is a tough defense, but there's just too much upside for DJ Moore. And at this point, you're just fighting for a playoff position. You're not going for the championship. And, you know, it's, it's, you take, you want those high upside players. So I would definitely start DJ Moore and maybe uh, even put JK into my running back spot and uh, bench Gallman against Baltimore D. They got yeah, a like stout, fruck, uh, stout secondary, uh, uh, excuse me a stout line. So it's going to be tough for him to run the ball. So there's my suggestion right there. Yep. All right. Good call. I like it for sure. Thank you. So let's jump over to Steven. Steven's got a nice, interesting tight end predicament possibly. So he's got Hunter Henry starting right now, but the news just came out this week. George Kittle may be back. So Steve, George Kittle, and remember, they may not have, uh, they might be down to C.J. Beathard this week or Hunter Henry. This one is difficult. First of all, for my own selfish reasons in another league, I'm crossing my fingers that um, that Arizona is, or, or I'm sorry, that, that George Kittle's not playing against Arizona. It, it would not be good news for me, but... same. Kittle feels really hard to sit, but I don't know if I'm Steven. I don't think I am. Hunter Henry has been one of the very few 
solid tight ends uh, in the league. He's had um, the he's had four out of the last five weeks in double digits, and I just don't think I'm going to mess around with it if I'm Steven necessarily. I mean, it it feels so hard to to sit Kittle, and he could explode certainly. And I know you talked about high upside guys is who you want, but Hunter Henry is one of the very few guys who just hasn't been a disappointment at that position. So I think I'm going to stick with them if I'm Steven this week. I like it. I think you got to do it as well. But that upside of Kittle's active is pretty enticing. Yep. Agree. All right. So as we go over to John, uh, let's take a look at the quarterback position. Not something we've taken a look at a lot in these start sets, but Matt Ryan or Ryan Tannehill this week. So Matt Ryan uh, has... KC has the matchup and Ryan Tannehill has Green Bay. So both games, potentially some high scoring games. What do you think there? The Ryan matchup. I like it. So one week ago, I would have said, if Julio plays, you start him. If Julio doesn't play, you sit him. But Matt Ryan had 356 yards and three touchdown passes without Julio last week, which was very surprising and unlike Mr. Ryan. So this week, we don't know if Julio is going to play. Could Matt Ryan have a repeat of last week? Well, if we jump over to Ryan Tannehill, as good as a week as Matt Ryan had last week, Ryan Tannehill had 273 yards and three touchdown passes. Very similar. Matt Ryan had 16 rushing yards, and Ryan Tannehill had 21 rushing yards. But the big difference is Ryan Tannehill had two rushing touchdowns. Pretty impressive. Crush it this week. I think he was the number two, maybe even the number one, um, Quarterback on the week, maybe Jalen Hurts beat him. I know those two both crushed it. They have tough matchups, both of them. Green Bay for Tannehill, Casey, like you said, for uh, Matt Ryan, both potential shootouts. But I think you got to take Ryan Tannehill, especially if if Julio's out. I think that was uh, – it wasn't the norm for Matt Ryan. He played it to have a strong game. He did well last week without him, but I don't think he repeats. So especially if he's out. But I would say either way, going Ryan Tannehill, I think could be a shootout between him and Rodgers and the Packers. All right. Good call. And it looks like that's the way he's going at the moment. All right. I like it. Sounds good. Let's jump over to Christine, Steve. Give your wife some good advice here. Get her a little better fantasy draft spot. Tough loss in the playoffs. But who's she going to start, Steve? Fournette or Allen? And and I think this question only comes up if CMC, CMC is back. It looks like he's going to be. Uh, and obviously you you immediately shove him into that running back position. So which gives her the ability to uh, flex in a guy like Fournette. So definitely. I don't know. It, it, so here we are Tuesday recording. Keenan Allen hasn't practiced, and as we certainly saw him, he was pretty limited out there as well. But assuming he comes back and assuming he's kind of limited throughout practice for the rest of this week and does play again, I would be a bit nervous. I mean, he's got a really juicy matchup with Denver, um, and I'm certainly kind of more willing to go that way. But I guess what I'll say is my eyes are going to be on Ronald Jones. If Ronald Jones remains out, I will take the safety of Leonard Fournette here. Um, but if Ronald Jones is back, 
even let's say Fournette remains active, I'm probably going to then shift and take the chance on Keenan Allen, you know, even if he is a bit banged up. All right, and another quick hitter for you, Irv Smith or Logan Thomas? Oh, uh, oh, Logan Thomas. I or Irv Smith, I played him last week, and I know Christine did too, and we were watching when he dropped that easy touchdown pass, so I'm going to go against him. I like it. Logan Thomas looks hot, and he could have Alex Smith back potentially, so even though he did well with Haskins, but he is on fire lately. Yep. All right. like the extra. All right. As we shift over to Matt Harding, uh, who now these games start to get, get a little bit more meaningful, obviously. Um, they're playing for third place. So Matt Harding has been primarily these last few weeks, starting two tight ends, one in his flex. It's been a pretty good call for him. It's been working out, you know, mostly pretty well. Uh, but you got Kiki Kuti, who's coming on fairly strong since Will Fuller's been out. So Kiki Kuti or Gronk this week? So I really like this question. I think it's an interesting question. Gronk's facing Detroit, so it should be Tom Brady going off. But he's got so many weapons there with Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown, Gronk. And unlike in New England, where Gronk was probably the second or even first at times weapon for Tom Brady. It's not that way anymore. And then you go down to Houston, you got Kiki Kuti, who has really shown himself to be a solid player with all the injuries and Will Fuller suspension. And uh, Tim and Chad Hansen, who are looking like solid wide receivers, both have good matchups. Gronk's going against Detroit. Beautiful matchup. Kuti's going against Cincinnati. So it really comes down to what are you looking for here? Gronk's going to give you that touchdown upside. I think he's got a better chance to score a touchdown. Kuti's got a better chance to uh, give you yardage and get more points. Now, I do see in between the two, he's got David Johnson starting. So he's going to have one Houston player already. Do you want to double it up and play two? I would lean no. I wouldn't want to take that much, uh, you know, that two players on that Houston offense that's been struggling a bit. They had a tough time last week. I think I'd rather take the upside with uh, Gronk and the touchdown potential, but it's a tough call. I, it's a very close call to me. Yep, yep. And uh, maybe he just decides, hey, th- this Gronk has worked out pretty well for him these last few weeks, so maybe he decides to stick with it. Right, definitely. I don't see anything wrong with that, but if he went for Kuti to try to get more yards, more PPR points, I, 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 I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. Here we go into the uh, championship matchup here, Steve. So these two are big recommendations here. Now, you just talked about for Christine, CMC comes back. Maybe he does. Maybe he pretends like he's about to come back and then gets benched and Mike Davis is a start again. But let's say Mike Davis, uh, excuse me, let's say CMC's back, putting Mike Davis as the backup. What do you do for the RB2? He's got uh, Mostert, who looks to be banged up. Gaskin, who might come off the COVID. Ronald Jones, who's going to come off the COVID. Or do you have to stick with Mike Davis as a, as a backup running back that you're starting? He, he could be in a very, very difficult spot here. Obviously, not a position you may want to be in. But if everything you said there 
turns out correct, he, he's going to be left with nobody and he's going to have to look at the waiver wire. And, and Matt, it's pretty brutal. I mean, uh, if Mostert's out, you have both backups in Tevin Coleman and McKinnon out there. He's probably going to have to turn to one of those two. But the question is which one? And I don't know. I don't have any great advice for him <laughs> other than other than good luck. And, and, you know, we all hate you for being in the championship with a roster like that. But, um, yeah, it's a it's a very tough call. But I guess that's where I'm looking. I I. I guess I will not go Mike Davis. Um, I would I would prefer to take my chances on either McKinnon or Coleman and you know hope it's the guy with the touchdown this week. What about if Gaskin comes off the the COVID? Is that an easy start then? Easy start. Easy start. What do you if, see if, from him though? Like a, what's your what's your outlook for him? Because I might have to start him in my other championship and I'm a little nervous too coming off the COVID. Uh I I would think if they're going to bring him off and they are going to play him. I I would feel very fully confident in making that start. So he's got um, the Gaskin matchup. As I look at it, he has the Raiders easy matchup. Uh, I'd feel really good about going to Gaskin providing they take him off. And, and the good news is it's a Saturday game. So you'll know a little bit earlier than, than some of these. Right. Love it. Hope he comes off the uh, COVID and has a big start. So hopefully it'll work out for uh, for both of us. So with that said, let's jump into some predictions. Steve, you can go 4-0 again? Uh, yeah. Are we going to do Brandon's? Oh, man. <laughs> we, we I can see who you want to win the championship here. Evidently. All right. So uh, let's, let's jump over to Brandon. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I was just so excited to get your predictions and hopefully finally uh, – cut into your lead but brandon first he's got a fun matchup here our dancing on the center uh mascot getting crushed for doing it 10 minutes later juju smith schuster i heard he has more tiktoks this year than catches (laughs) i think it was like 95 to 93 pretty hilarious uh maybe even maybe 70 i don't know i heard it was more though which is pretty funny Air uh, CD Lamb. What do you think, Steve? Yeah. So obviously, Juju almost caused him a lot of pain. We almost we talked about that just a little bit earlier. So Brandon may be choosing himself to kind of go away from Juju, but which may not be a bad idea. So CD Lamb. It feels like Dalton's kind of getting in the flow of things again. CD Lamb's working his way back to the offense. Um, he's certainly, you know, at least getting some target volume. Here, uh, if you look at two weeks ago, he had nine targets. Uh, this past week, he had seven. So he's had you know a couple of rough weeks here and there in between, but um, he's had more than five targets for four out of the last five weeks. So I guess I'm going to go back to CD Lamb, and um, you know he's he's got a good matchup against Philly. So I'm going to go the CD Lamb path here. Feels like a bit of safety. CD Lamb, it is. I like it. Can't trust Juju anymore. He's had a good year so far, but he's been so up and down that it makes it a really risky pick. So now let's jump into the predictions. First up, Steve, Jen versus Allie for the seventh place matchup. What do you think? Well, every single week I look at who plays Jen, and, and you know, Allie, I hope I'm not 
you know, I hope I'm not jinxing you here because every single week I look and it seems very obvious to me who's going to win. And this week it seems very obviously that Allie's going to win. But I seem to be wrong on that with Jen quite often. But, you know, I really worry that Jen's kind of backed herself into a corner with some of her roster. We, You know, Daryl Henderson in her RB2 spot. Uh, you know, we, we may have it. Depend, we'll see what's Cam, the deal with Cam Akers is. But that if Cam Akers is back, that's, that could be a complete nothing for her. And she doesn't have a whole lot of places to go. We already talked about in her start sit. She's got a lot of places. So she's, she's pretty banged up, whereas Allie kind of has the depth and ability to put together a full roster. I'm going Allie on this one. So Cam Akers is out this week. Oh, okay. It's already been decided. So there we go. Jen falls into a starting running back with Daryl Henderson there. So of course, even though she's been losing, this is uh falling down to the seventh place matchup because of all her losses. Uh, she does roll into luck once again with a starting running back that she just so happened to have in her starting lineup. I don't know how that happens, but uh, anyways, I agree. I think Allie's got some high potential players here. Aaron Jones, Josh Allen on Monday night. That could be the win for Allie, the clincher that brings her back. And she's also got Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley's having a great season, and that duo could be a great combination. I think if Allie's losing come Monday, that brings her to W. Yep, agree. All right, next we have for our fifth-place matchup, Steven versus John. I think both of these two teams just a few short weeks ago were feeling really, really good about their chances. I think we on this podcast were feeling really good about their chances. But unfortunately, this matchup is for the fifth place and a dra- a, you know, a positional draft battle here. So what do you think, Steven versus John this week? So once again, Allie and John, I picked both of the past two weeks Uh to get me W's, you picked against him. You're right, but I'm gonna go back to my wheelhouse. First pick in Alley, first pick in, or next pick in John. His team just looks good. He's, I mean, I don't know if you start locking. Maybe he looks for something else there because he has just become pitiful. Not that John's got a lot out there. If Keenan Allen's out, maybe you play Tyron Johnson. But otherwise, I guess you start him and hope for the best. But his running backs, Kamara, Jacobs are just two studs, and you throw that with Kelsey, he's got a lot of upside potential, and I think John pulls off the W for the fifth-place matchup. Yeah, fair enough. I think, um, you know, I'm going to go the opposite way. I mean, you certainly could be right, but I look over at, you know, some of Steven's roster that has potential to go out. Herbert's been playing very, very well and has another pretty nice matchup against Denver. Devonte Adams had 10 targets, seven receptions for 42 yards last week and a complete down disappointing game in the ice. That's a great game for so many receivers, or at least a, a strong game, something you feel pretty good about for many, many wide receivers. And it's a big down game, but 10 targets. They're certainly going to go back to him in this one. Uh, juicy matchup, Tennessee. I think Devonte Adams is in for a big bounce back week. Uh, as they kind of start to sharpen their pencils for the playoffs. Um, You know, and, and, you know, his running backs are a little bit questionable, but, um, you know, hey, if if Zeke is out again, which it certainly is a possibility, Tony Pollard could have another big week against Philly. So I'm going to go Steven in this one. 
All right, and a fun side note for you here, Steve. You just said Devontae Adams had 10 targets, 7 receptions for 42 yards. The week before against Detroit, 10 targets, 7 receptions as well, but it was for 115 yards and a touchdown. So that shows his potential with just those 7 targets that uh, didn't end up as well last week. But, man, that guy's killing it this year. Yep, yep. All right, so we're getting into the good ones here. Our third place matchup. We got Christine versus Harding. You picking your wife, Steve? Oh, so um, it is. This is a big matchup, like you said, for the third place. So, um, you know, I am. I think Patrick Mahomes again. You know, and it's it's. I do feel bad for her that she couldn't be in the championship because championship week having Patrick Mahomes versus Atlanta doesn't get much juicier than that. But um, yeah, I, I, I feel like that could be just absolutely huge. Um, you know, AJ Brown's been really coming on strong, makes a lot of sense. Allen Robinson has a big matchup. Brandon cooks has a pretty easy matchup. So I feel like that's where her points are going to come from. And although she has, you know, a, a bit of a bit of a scary spot, but I'm also going to say CMC does come back. He really wants to. We know he does, and it looks like they're going to let him come back. And obviously, that's going to be just huge for her in that second spot. So I'm going to say CMC coming back locks it up for her. All right. Well, I don't know that CMC will come back. He's tried to every single week, and maybe he does and surprises us all. But this year has been quite the disappointment when CMC's tried to come back. He's only done it for one game since his injury in week two. So it'll be interesting to see if he actually can come back and play. So I first need to try to claw back a little bit because I because I have so many losses to you these past two weeks. And also because my opponent in my championship is also playing Patrick Mahomes. So I could really use a down week from Patrick Mahomes. He's got an amazing matchup versus Atlanta, but maybe Alaire uh, is uh, uh, out, CEH is out because of his injury, so maybe Le'Veon Bell, maybe they'll run some uh, rushing touchdowns, maybe they'll do a rush by Tyreek. I I don't know. I'm hoping for anything here, but I need Mahomes to have a down game. Rodgers has a great matchup versus Tennessee, and I think that Harding gets the win. He's got a couple of high-potential guys. Robert Woods could go off for Seattle. Uh, Mike Evans is playing Detroit, so we know Tom Brady's going to have a good week this week. And then his running backs could both be really solid. Miles Sanders and DeAndre Swift, when they're hot, they're going to get you a lot of points. Yep, I agree. I mean, it's a it's a good call, but this will be fun to watch. Matchup of the week. Let's do it. Here it is. It's time for the championship. <laughs> Struble versus Brandon. Not necessarily who, you know, Brandon isn't a surprise, I don't think, to us. I think we felt like Brandon had a strong team coming in. But I, I would say Struble is quite a surprise to us, especially if you looked at a couple weeks leading up. Wouldn't you say, Matt? Oh, definitely. I mean, we were talking about him having a probably about a 15% chance when you, me, and Wayne were all on top of him for the playoff chances, and he basically looked like he was dead in the water and he hasn't lost since then. Yep, yep. So, all right, what do you got? All right, so I think this is going to be a really fun matchup. I have Lamar Jackson on my fantasy team, my championship that I just spoke about going against Patrick Mahomes, so I need a big game from Lamar Jackson. And I like Struble's team. I think he's going to get Gaskin back. 
and a Gaskin could have a really nice game. And then he's got what could be your fantasy football champion, uh, David Montgomery. It's just crushing it lately. He's got 30 point, uh, 27 points, 24 points, 29 points. And then that's, that's just past three weeks. Actually, four weeks ago for Green Bay, 25. So he's got at least 24 and a half points every week the past four weeks. It's pretty amazing how well he's doing. And then he also has Brandon Ayuk, who's got at least 20 points the last three weeks. So he's got some high potential guys who could just crush it once again this week. And we can't forget about Corey Davis. Everyone thought he was dead in the water before this week. Throws up another 21-point uh, game last week. So he's got high potential players who I could see having great games. And I think Struble comes out of nowhere to be the fantasy champion this year. Yeah, Matt, good, good, uh, good pick there. I could definitely see it happening. Like you said, I could definitely see Lamar Jackson having just a huge week. So could definitely see it where I think Struble's going to struggle is where we talked about just a little bit ago in the start sit segment. At that RB2, uh, if CMC comes back, you know, he's going to have a real difficult spot that he's in. So, um, and I think that, you know, Brandon's lineup is pretty solid top to bottom. I don't think he's going to have necessarily any weak spots as we look into this week. So that's where I'm going to say Brandon's strength top to bottom being led by his two wide receivers who are on absolute fire in Hopkins and Diggs. I'm going to say Brandon gets the championship. All right. Steve picking Brandon could be good luck for Brandon. Steve's been on fire the whole playoffs. So let's see if he's right once again for the champion. Yep. We shall see. All right. Now we can officially say goodbye since we actually finished our. (laughs) Brandon, we love you. We wish you good luck. Struble. Congrats on getting the championship. Let's see if you can pull it off. Good luck. Everyone get those nice playoff. positioning for next fantasy season for everyone else good luck for third place christine and harding what you got steve yep all right merry christmas to all of you that celebrate for the two of you that don't well yeah merry christmas to you too, too. <laughs> thanks steve merry christmas <laughs> you're welcome merry christmas bye everyone go browns go bucks go browns yeah well hey bucks bucks are just bucks just need to heal up and get covid free That's true. We got another show before they play. So heal up, Buckeyes. Stay safe. Stay COVID-free. Good luck, everyone. Take care. Hey! I've been around the block a couple times before. I've seen everything. I've seen a little more. I've done everything anyone could ever do. I've had my share of towns, and I've had my off too. I've seen all the racing.